Good morning, good morning everyone. This is Pinup Talk and Publicity Talk. <laughs> I can barely say it. Publicity Talk with Diana Prince. So it's just after 3.30 in the morning. Seems to be my favorite, my, my body and my brain favorite hour to wake up. So I want to say good morning to everyone. It's going to be a short morning for me this morning. Online anyway. So I decided to do my podcast um, this morning on something called Artist Development Classes. And I'm so excited that I have the opportunity to start bringing them back. Um, It's going to be most likely in video format, but I'm very excited to um, work with some young artists and be able to enlighten them and take them through some of what I'm going to be calling artist development classes. I'm very excited about this. I'm very motivated. I began with the idea as far as incorporating it into my pinup academy and some of the amateur pinups that I was working with as their manager, if you will. And even though the idea was not very successful, I feel that it was because of the people. They were not artists. They were not um, goal-oriented, so to speak. And these were not people who were motivated to learn at all. More like, you know, pay to get styled and dolled up and pampered, pay for images, and pay for assistance and help to get published in pennant magazines. That was what the majority of people wanted. So I learned very early on that there's a huge difference between a client versus somebody who is an actual artist and someone who is more than willing to learn and they want to learn. They want to improve on skills that they've already learned. They want to develop new skills and learn about the business side of the industry because they have so many goals, because they have um, big dreams and high hopes, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a huge difference. And, you know, I just want to sidetrack here. The one thing that it began to bother me once it just it dawned on me like wait a minute my pinup academy was called just that the diana prince pinup academy the word academy to me to most people means school and school means education education means learning so it was when it dawned on me it was really difficult for me out of frustration to understand why so many amateur pinups who've never done pinup in their life or done very, very little and definitely, you know, could be enlightened and educated and gain experience and knowledge at the same time. It was just baffling. Like, you know, the word academy means school, it means learning. So why are you coming to me if you really and truly do not want to learn? And you don't want to gain essential um, 
skills that are needed to compete and the skills that you need to succeed at your goals. And that's really what it came down to is the lack of goals. You have no goals. It's going to be a lack of motivation to learn. But still to this day, when I look back, I'm like, it makes no sense to me if I were to go to someone or a business and in the title of the company was the word academy. I would definitely assume uh, confidently that and realistically that it's going to be about learning and it's going to be about classes and gaining skills, gaining knowledge, as well as gaining experience. It's like a photographer I remember I worked with once and he said that a lot of the models, he was just talking about models, not necessarily pinups, that he meets at our amateurs are so not focused on um, building a solid portfolio, meaning working with different photographers, investing money as well um, to have a well-rounded, solid portfolio um, to showcase their work so they can do all of these other things. And he said, no, you know, they, they, I don't know that many models They're They're not interested in that. You know, they want a quick photo shoot. They don't want to pay for pictures. They're not really concerned about working with quality photographers and building a quality portfolio. And I agree because I met as far as like wanting to learn, wanting to improve, um, because I've met so many people that were just, and that's the thing. That's why I call them clients because it's my job to do what I'm paid to do, which is style hair. And eventually along the way, I started photographing my clients, but there's definitely a difference. You know, um, I'm representing a model right now and without, you know, any hesitation, I call her a professional model because that's exactly what she is in every single way. And as far as learning, I, I, I think that we all, no matter what level we're at, um, have the, we have the ability to learn and we could use some learning, you know, no matter what level, I think that there's always room for improvement and there's always going to be knowledge that we don't have. But I really, if I were to take her apart as a model um, from a professional perspective, I, I, I don't feel like she needs any improvements. I really don't. Overall, I would say no. <laughs> because, you know, her facial expressions and poses, um, her energy, her confidence, all, the, all of the things that are present and elements that are important during a photo shoot or any event, runway fashion show that she attends, uh, you know, those things are important. She has them. As far as the business side of what goes on in the fashion industry and the pinup industry, she's got that down pack too. So she's a well-rounded model, a well-rounded pinup, and has a lot to offer. She's been doing it for a while, and she's definitely someone who researches a lot. That's another thing that um, I found a bit frustrating as well is the lack of research that people were doing. People were researching things that 
I wouldn't say you don't need to research, but they would research limited things and and they're limiting themselves, limiting, limiting, yeah, <laughs> it's too early. Um, they're limiting themselves because of the fact that, you know, they only wanted to learn certain things. But at the same time, I can understand that, you know, I went to school to only learn certain things. And when I research, I specifically look up certain things because I want to learn about certain things. Um, but that was just one thing that I really just was a turn off and I wasn't motivated to work with people because again, they didn't want to research, um, so they can improve and so they can learn new skills. It's difficult for me. And I've always said this, this was definitely just an opinion, but it's just always been difficult for me to grasp the concept of actively and physically being a part of something and not picking up any skills and developing certain skills and then never improving on them. Just, oh, I learned how to do this. No need to practice. No need to, you know, research because, you know, I know this little bit of information or I learned how to do one little thing. And to me, that's not a true artist. That's not somebody who is trying to advance um, within their career. It's just like why people go to school. So they have the edge um, and the knowledge and just the total package, you know, because with modeling, there is a business side to it. And I really didn't actually start considering myself an artist for a while and once I started really getting in um, depth and the research and the history on pinup and practicing and just doing so many photo shoots and accomplishing things like magazine publication the cover of magazines I started really thinking of myself more so as an artist and you know there are a lot of models past and present that are highly educated, that are highly skilled. And it's not just about being uh, the next pretty face. And usually people who are more than just a pretty face are the ones that have longevity and have a longer career um, and maybe can even reach a higher level of success. But most of the pinups that are professional pinups that I follow, that I've been following, they're all educated in one way or another. They all have careers, maybe a lot of them outside of pinup, or they're directly involved in pinup, but not just with modeling. They're professional hairstylists. They're professional makeup artists. They are clothing designers. And, you know, they have a specialty and, um, you know, skills in so many areas aside from just modeling. And so to me, that's an artist. That's a true artist. Somebody who wants to learn. Somebody who needs to learn. Somebody who has goals and sits down and actually creates a plan to go with each and every goal. And so for me, everything that I'm talking about has everything to do with artist development. 
I originally came up with the idea. I'm so every time I think about this idea, I'm very excited because for a long time now, I have not wanted to work with amateurs, period, whether it's amateur photographers, amateur models, um, even certain publications that just don't have it together, you know, on a professional level. I've just steered away, straight away, if you will, from working because of the frustration. And um, it's like, you know what to expect from somebody who's not a, at a professional level as far as quality. And, but it doesn't mean that you lack an effort. You know, somebody can be motivated and inspired and have so much positive energy and be so inquisitive that they want to learn. They can be driven and organized and great at communication and all of these things that make a well-rounded model or a well-rounded artist and working with someone like that whether they're at a professional level or not is something that I want to do somebody who has that outlook and has that energy that's what I want to do and so I started thinking you know I, I want to teach. I love teaching. I, I love being taught. So it just kind of goes hand in hand. I love learning. And I like being around people who like to research and want to research and want to be enlightened as well, you know. So, you know, I try to surround myself with people like that. Because to me, life is just con- about constantly learning. But I was really trying to think, okay, I'm, I'm not going to have my pinup academy anymore because I'm really tired of working with a massive amount of amateur pinups. And, you know, it was more like I'd rather just have people as clients and not necessarily be working with them per se. But I still want to teach. I started thinking, well, I don't necessarily want to teach one-on-one either. So I started thinking to myself, well, what can I do? And I started seeing all these master courses out there. And I thought to myself, there's no pinup master course um, as far as a full on course that people can take. And I felt like I could successfully create one. And that would be a way of creating content where I'm able to teach. I'm able to enlighten people. I'm able to pass on all of my experience and my knowledge, my expertise, and, you know, the education that I've received and all of my training that I've done, I'm able to pass it on to people who actually want to learn these things. So separating the, you know, Diana Prince as a stylist and incorporating that, but is, but keeping it separate, um, for Diana Prince as an instructor because I do want to teach. So I started thinking, well, you know, this isn't going to be difficult because I just, you know, need to get some video content and get it all together. So I was motivated to do that and I started producing my Pennant Master Course. I'm still in production. I've been in production about a year and a half solid now. And I had a minor setback because of somebody that I was working with. And I decided, obviously, I'm going to proceed. This was my idea. This was, um, to me, a solid idea, unique idea. It's 
very difficult in this day and age, in my opinion. I'm, of course, I'm not really an innovative person. I really am not. But it's very difficult um, in this day and age to invent something or come up with something totally brand new that no one's ever thought of and isn't already out there. So I just really am going to stay motivated when it comes to my pinup master course because still to this day it's a year and a half almost two years later and no one has done it no one's doing it so I think about that and I think about artist development classes when I was managing um a couple of amateur pinups which I had no they had no (laughs) they didn't need a manager it should not have taken place um One of my favorite documentaries is on Motown and Barry Gordy, which was, you know, a a god at Motown and, you know, the founder. I learned the whole story about the company and a lot about him and a lot about many of the most popular artists that came out of Motown, you know, before Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5, obviously Diana uh, Ross and the, I was about to say Diana Brands, um, Diana Ross and the Supremes and uh, the Temptations, and the list goes on and on and on. One thing that I that stuck in my head, it's my favorite, probably my second favorite documentary. I have three, and well, four, and it's definitely within my top three uh, favorite documentaries of all time. I've watched it so many times. I kind of feel like watching it this morning, you know, because it's such a great and inspiring documentary. Uh, The actors were great and just the story flowed and it was filled with so much information. I just love it. It's like reading vintage magazines. I just, I can't put them down. Even if I've already read one, I still am motivated to go through it again. So it's, it's positive motivation and... Again, I love learning. I love being enlightened. So the whole story behind uh, artist development classes was something that Barry Gordy came up with that all of his artists, now all the artists that were coming to him, the majority of them were fairly young. Uh, Lots of them were definitely young. We're talking 16 years old, uh, 15, 16, 17 years old. So they were still in in school and still in high school, much like um, the Ronettes, Ronnie Spectra. When she met Phil Spectra, she was still in high school. And it's just the case with a lot of these artists and the Motown artists. If you look at any of the Motown uh, biographies, the old one, the older ones, they go into detail about, you know, how these people were on the road. And they they came from humble beginnings. They came from ghetto areas. They came from poverty. They came from uh, a rough start in life. And they lived in the projects. They had large families. They were struggling to get out. And music was the way for them to do that. And so many of them that worked with Motown were able to not only travel the country, they were traveling the world and they were getting paid and they were sending money home to their families and they were able to get away for the most part from the poverty. Of course, there was still so much racism going on, 
but um, the Motown family was called a family and I remember Mary Wells from the Supreme saying it really was a family they really were that close she said it really was that good where it was like a family and again she was young they were young they were still in school and she made reference to Barry Gordy saying that they were just a little bit too young when they first came to Motown and he kind of brushed them off and said well you know finish school when you get a little bit older you know come on back and she said that that motivated them to keep coming there you know that they would they would hitchhike and get rides to go to Motown every day after school and help out in any way they can with hand clapping with uh, vocals in the background whatever and they kind of grew into the Motown family but they were very young so once they were done with you know school they started becoming Motown artists and Barry Gordy required all of the artists and again keeping in mind these were a lot of them were young um, and ungroomed unpolished didn't know anything about the business side uh, they were just really super talented but very rough raw talent you know rough around the edges so he required all of them to attend artist development classes and I know that I can't exactly remember but this was definitely like a weekly basis type of thing if not every single time they came there I'm not sure but he had a division that he started and he brought in lots of people I mean he did with the music as well he had some of the best musicians some of the best songwriters um, you know and producers and and around and included were people um, like Charlie Atkins which is famous uh, choreographer and dancer and then he had and I cannot remember this lady's name uh, he brought her in and she was uh, a lady that was brought to give grooming style classes to everyone not just the young ladies but to the young men and to give them like stage presence style classes manners grooming etiquette that was her job so there were people like Charles uh, Charles Atkins who would help uh, or he would choreograph steps for them so they weren't just standing and singing and her job was to mold them, help create them into a polished look from the time that they stepped out of the limo till whatever the event was was over until the very last moment you saw them stepping into, you know, getting into a car or a limo. The whole entire time, the way they walk, the way they talk, their posture, uh, you know the way they held themselves their mannerisms and I remember Mary Wells saying that it was said before and she agreed that if you had a room full of artists from different record companies different you know productions and there was a group of Motown artists you would always be able to spot the difference in the Motown artists versus the other artists 
and you know because of their grooming because of their posture their mannerisms their manners and I remember the story it's such a cute story she said they were young and you know impressionable young girls and no grooming no etiquette no nothing and here comes this lady this this old lady and she's like telling them okay sit up straight get rid of the gum you know no gum chewing no rolling your head no rolling your eyes you don't get in and out of a car sloppy you get in and out of a car this way this is the way you walk this is the way you walk on stage she said that you know these girls and then they interviewed the lady and she said these girls were walking on stage with these big eyes like you know they didn't know what was going on like they were in awe they were in shock and they were nervous and they would hold their hands a certain way they would walk weird they didn't know how to hold the microphone correctly you know again rolling the eyes rolling the head gum chewing and uh Mary Wells said that she remembers when she told them you know not right now but one day and they also interviewed the lady saying this you know one day you are going to perform in front of the president you're going to perform in front of royalty in front of the queen and kings and princes and princesses and Mary Wells said she remembers they all looked at each other and and laughed and rolled their eyes like yeah right this lady's crazy and that's exactly exactly what ended up happening Barry Gordy did so much promotion and promotional stunts if you will um public relations with the Supremes and all of the groups and they did the Supremes did meet the queen and perform and so many of the other other artists went on to perform for the president at that time and later on the next president and so on and so forth so um basically that is where i got the idea from i thought to myself this is an excellent idea and like i said even though i don't um have very much success behind the idea personally as far as working with amateurs um i feel like it was them not being real artists and them lacking in the motivation of wanting to learn wanting to improve wanting to gain skills and then improving on those things and not settling for less wanting to learn about the business side and the things that you need to do to be a well-rounded pinup to be a marketable artist because they weren't artists they weren't con- you know considering themselves that way they weren't thinking in that frame of mind i know without a doubt artist development classes can be successful it's proven i mean barry gordy i don't know if he was one of the first people to ever invent them and call it that but excuse me obviously they were successful and from what i got out of the biography <coughs> excuse me they were required these were requirements so it wasn't you know any way around it or maybe one person in your group um 
knew a little bit more about grooming or manners or etiquette. And so they had to take the classes less. No, everyone took the classes. And I remember, and this was ongoing for, for forever, probably until they became huge stars. And I remember in the biography, they had various clips. And they showed a clip of Diana Ross and the Supremes when they first, first began, like one of their first TV performances. And then obviously they showed performances later on, totally different. The way that they stood, the way that they walked on stage initially, their hand movements, their facial expressions, and everything else. The steps that they learned and just the way that they spoke when they were being interviewed, the way that they stood when they were, you know, standing and walking. You really do see the difference and the video clips. So obviously artist development classes are um, something that can be utilized and very successful. So I told myself pretty much from that moment on, anybody that I represent as their manager is going to be required to take an artist development class once a month. That's all I wanted. I even broke it down to we can do it, you know, video chat if we have to, but more along the lines of a meeting and not just a meeting to talk about your wardrobe for your next photo shoot, not a meeting to go over the next upcoming themes for magazines, but a class, you know, where you're actually learning something new every single time to advance your career as an artist. So I'm really, really excited to finally go forward successfully, I have no doubt in my mind, with artist development classes because I will be doing video and the people that will be watching these videos are people who are definitely interested in being a real artist, people who want to advance their career, people who want to um, or are interested in learning etiquette and learning you know stage presence, the way that you talk when you're in um, an interview, the way that you would speak when you're doing a radio interview or a TV show, the way that you would hold your microphone, um, the way that you would walk, the way that you would sit, and just little things like, again, rolling of the eyes, gum chewing, things like that. So I know that these can be successful, and I have the opportunity now because I have been added to the board of the new hip-hop, West Coast Hip-Hop Museum that is going to launch next year, 2020. So it's such a great position to have um, as talent coordinator. And I'm going to be using and utilizing all of my knowledge from fashion school and all of the other courses that I took, as well as my firsthand experience. And I'm excited to start the series of videos because 
I don't live in Los Angeles. And so I'm not going to be there often. Hopefully I will be there, but just it won't be all the time um, in person to actually set up these classes where young artists can come in person and learn. So it will be recorded videos and, you know, it'll be left up to the, the, the main director of everything to distribute the content to each and every artist once they go to the museum and they want to start learning um, via artist development classes. So I'm really excited about it and um, just really hopeful. I I really don't have any doubt in my mind that there's going to be people that can definitely take good advantage and go further by utilizing the information and the knowledge that I have to give. So very, very excited about this, working with the youth, working with artists, working with up and coming artists, very excited to do this and to be a part of the new West Coast Hip Hop Museum. The person, Michael, uh, Disco Daddy, he's awesome. And I'm just very excited and honored that I was chosen to be on the board and to have the position of talent coordinator because, again, working with the youth and I've always loved teaching. I've always loved teaching. It's It's been difficult because uh, just there was just confusion somehow. I don't know, but I kind of just went along with it and eliminated offering classes because people weren't trying to pay to learn and even people that I was representing I was offering them a free artist development class every month and they were not taking me up on the offer again I don't want to work with amateurs that do not want to learn at all that don't have any goals, that don't have any plans, that are not motivated to develop skills that you really have to have or develop a skill and are not motivated to improve on it. You know, like researching on your own, practicing makeup techniques on your own. And when I say on your own, I mean not before a photo shoot, trying something new, but trying something new on a day that you don't have a photo shoot, you know, (laughs) sacrificing time in another part of your life so you can improve, you know, an hour a week, an hour a month. I was just working with so many people that had no desire to do that, yet I was running an academy. So uh, I eliminated that. I just eventually stopped working with amateurs, amateur models altogether. But I still want to teach. I know there's people that want to learn. So I will continue with production on my pinup master course. Still very excited about it. I just, I got sidetracked because I had a setback and I decided to spend my time doing all of these other things, which was school as myself. I've been in school. So I'm, I'm just really excited about the position as talent coordinator and instructor and to finally kickstart 
artist development classes and I will always give it up to Barry Gordy because he's the one that gave me the idea and when you look at the talent and you look at the resources and the connections and just the empire that he was able to build obviously his formula for success with each and every artist worked out and you know uh, from what I hear from what I what I've read what I've seen in the documentaries he was pretty strict about running things the way that he wanted them to be and about all of the artists fitting into a mold and a look you know a style where everybody had that style that upscale that polished look that's what he wanted for all of his artists and if you look at all of the artists that ever put out anything that we know and all the ones that became successful worldwide again like Mary Well said you put them in a room and you can see the artists that were Motown artists versus artists that were artists from other companies so I think Barry Gordy had such an excellent idea it will always be one of my favorite documentaries and I think that that's the main reason is because of the part about artist development. I mean, who knows how many people knew that that's what these artists were doing, you know, when they would go to Motown every day. And these were young people. And that's what I really love is that, you know, that the rolling of the eyes and everything, but at the same time, um, younger artists, in my opinion, can be molded better can be trained because that's what it is it's about training it really is it's about practicing it's not just about jumping right into it I want to get pictures and I want to be in a magazine I just really do not want to work with people that that's their only goal or that's their only outlook I would rather personally as a stylist and someone who photographs um, models, I would rather work with a non-model, a client that has no goals other than just getting dolled up and getting images. Those people, again, I consider clients. When someone comes to me and they have goals within pinup, um, I expect way more, way more. And that, you know, those expectations led to disappointment time and time again. <laughs> And I've just been so relieved to eliminate my pinup academy. And then eventually, which has been for, I guess, a year now, um, or around a year, I stopped working with amateurs, amateur models, amateur pinups. So it's a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders, but I've been really busy. I haven't had time to think about it, but yeah, I feel like there is a void of inside of me because I want to teach. That's why I've continued producing my pinup master course. So now I can officially begin because I have a serious outlet. And again, I'm honored for the position. I'm so excited. And uh, again, I got to thank Barry Gordy for the great idea about artist development classes. If when I began pinup, there was any sort of classes in my area, I would have been there every week, every month to 
$10 classes, $15 classes, $20 classes, I would have been there. I would have been there if there was a professional pinup in my city that was available for me to learn from. I would have, you know, become her best friend. No, I would have definitely um, utilized that and not let that valuable resource go to waste. Because again, an artist, you're building your brand, you're building your career. And, you know, an artist that can be molded, that can be taught, that can be trained. It's, it's, it's really essential. It really is essential because there is a business side to it. It's not just showing up, taking pictures and going home. It's not just showing up, singing and going home. So I'm really excited about this, you guys. And I want to say thanks for the support in case anybody is out there listening. Um, it's after 4 a.m. now, I'm about to start my day going to be a short online work day. Not feeling the greatest this morning, but it happens. So thanks for the support and I'll see all of you online. Take care. This has been Pen Up Talk and Publicity Talk with host Diana Prince. Ciao.